Welcome to the Marketing Stir Podcast by Starista, probably the most entertaining marketing podcast you're going to put in your ear. I'm Vin, the associate producer here at Starista. The goal of this podcast is to chat with industry leaders and get their take on the current challenges of the market. And we'll have a little fun along the way. In today's episode, Vincent and AJ chat with Meg Ugenti, Corporate Director of Marketing at Focus USA. She talks about how doing custom work for clients can help make their lives easier with personalized marketing. Vincent enjoys nice cool weather, and AJ gets tickets to a Yankees game. Give it a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Starista's The Marketing Stir. I am your happy host, even on a Monday. Yes, really? A Monday? You're this happy? I am, for a variety of reasons. Very special guest for me today and AJ, but we'll get to her in a moment. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening The Marketing Stir. Who am I? If you're first time listening, I am Vincent Petrofessa, the Vice President of B2B Products and Partnerships here at Starista. What is Starista? What? Tell me about it. I will, just for like 30 seconds. We are a marketing technology company. We own our own business to business data, our own business to consumer data. We work with companies to target that data, to get new customers, to enrich your current data. We own our own DSP, connected TV, display, OTT, email me, vincent at starista.com. That is how confident I am that we could help. I just gave you the world, my email address. Also, those emails that you're sending me, thank you for the positive feedback. Thank you for also taking the time to try to sell me from those email addresses, that, that, the email that I've given you. That's, a, it's, that's part of the course. It's okay, ladies and gentlemen, I welcome it as I welcome this next person. He is the founder of Starista, my co-host. He gives me permission to act like this all the time on the podcast. He is my commander-in-chief, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. A.J. Gupta. What's up, A.J.? Hey, Vincent. I am excited that I'll be headed to New York City tomorrow, so looking forward to that. But... Absolutely. You, you just missed the San Antonio-type weather. We just had 90 degrees. It was hot, but you're going to get a nice little breezy 77 76 you're gonna be uh in good hands what about those sport coats let's uh let's hit the town let's meet some of our amazing partners have some fun some good meals you're ready 77 wow i haven't seen that since maybe january yeah exactly that's why it's you know it's better to come up here in new york around this time august you'll feel right at home in (laughs) in new york city but yeah, it's going to be good to have you. And also, you're going to your first, are you going to your first Yankee game? Your first, is this your first baseball game? That's right. Uh, one of our uh, colleagues that loves me more than you decided to get me a ticket to the Yankees game. So. Yeah. Oh, he's new, so he still has to impress you. I've known you for many years, so <laughs> that's why he's he's doing that. But that'll be, uh, that'll be a good time, even though it is the New York Yankees, and I'm a Mets fan out there, people, but... The Yankees, that's a, it's an experience. It's just a yeah. fun time regardless. So that'll be good. Then we'll get more, we'll get more of the New York City feel. We'll get right, that right. feel with me. A couple places that we have in mind, but it will be a fun time. By the time this airs, let's see. You have to listen to future episodes just to see how that trip went. How did this experience go? We'll have to see. But AJ, I've got an exciting one today because the people listening to the podcast have heard me say in the past, I don't know this person, but I felt like we were immediate friends. Well, this is an actual friend. In 
uh, not only the business, I think in life, we're friends now. I, I was, I'm safe to say I, I met our next guest, Meg, about maybe 10 years ago. At, she was coming to the Direct Marketing Club of New York events and just she, you know, we really hit it off. We like to laugh together. Now we have, you know, worked together and she is uh, amazing. And I wanted to share her story because she does so much in this industry and I love her story. So please, ladies and gentlemen, a warm welcome to the Corporate Director of Marketing at Focus USA, Meg Ugenti. What's going on, Meg? Hello, Vincent. Hi, AJ. Thanks for having me. It's so great to have you. It's uh, I know. Thank you for doing this. You're on the you're just ready to go to vacation. And so you're like, you know what? Let me just spend some time with two people we know before vacation. We're maybe the vacation before the vacation. Totally the vacation before the vacation. Vincent did not bribe me. I promise I'm here of my own free will. I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, we're happy to have you because, you know, I, we've, we've known each other a long time. I have, uh, I haven't yet, but my co-host has been on coffee and conversions. The thing you wrote, I'm not bitter about it. I listened to it, but it, you know, <laughs> I'm not better that he was on before me. So I, but no, I love what you're doing, Meg. Uh, I love your story. And I love the Focus USA story. So I was like, you know, let's, let's get Meg on. It's, it's yeah. when we first started doing this, we're like, well, all right, Meg, let's see. You, you were, you're a listener to the podcast. And I said, let's see what happens here. I don't know if we're going to do one episode, three episodes, we're 120 episodes. And what took me so long? Shame on me. What took me so long to get you on here, but we're happy you're here now. Meg, let's get right into it. Cause I want people to learn about Focus USA. I love what you're doing there. So if you could, right off the bat, we love asking this question. Tell us about Focus USA, as well as your role within the organization. Absolutely. So Focus USA is a data and analytics company. Um, we've been around since 1994, founded by the wonderful Kika D'Agostino. Um, so our goal and our mission at Focus USA is to really give people power back in their data. Um, we source a lot of data, we aggregate a lot of data, but the core of what we do is data and analytics, and then helping companies um, actually reach their ideal target audience through um, traditional and non-traditional direct marketing uh, services and solutions, which has become so much more prevalent today than you would think. Um, our business has evolved from a basic list company to um, a multi-channel strategic partner. And we're very, very excited about the direction focus, um, the trajectory we've been on the past few years. And talk to us about your role within the organization. Mm. You, you've, you've touched everything. You, you've, yeah. been, you've been there, uh, you know, you grew, grew with the company. Talk to us about what you're doing with the company now. And then I'd love to understand like your story, how you got into marketing. Oh boy. All right. So we're getting, uh, personal quick. No, I'm just kidding. So <laughs> for, when you know us, that's what happened. Exactly. So Focus USA, I started at Focus USA as um, the receptionist. I was having brunch with a friend and Kika was there and I was kind of talking about, hey, you know, I'm going to go back to school. I'm really not too into what I'm doing now. Um, not a lot of growth opportunities. What can I do? And she's like, well, in the meantime, you know, we need to fill the receptionist gig. Um, if you're up for it, come in and interview. If you're a good fit, let's see how it works out. Um, fast forward, 
11 years later, I am now corporate director of marketing at Focus USA um, and C-level executive, um, one of the partners at Focus USA. So I really held roles from receptionist to accounting, to account management, to assistant. Um, and now I'm very much in charge of training and executing a lot of our new business development strategies, as well as a lot of our marketing strategies internally at Focus. Yeah, so it's really, it's been a ride. Um, it's one of those situations where I've been at the company for a very long time. I've actually gotten to be a part of the growth um, and have my hands really in it and seen the fruits of my labor, so to speak. So it's been a wild ride. Um, how many of us have gotten into marketing by accident though? I just quick show of hands because I'm pretty yeah. sure that's about 50% of the people I talk to. <laughs> Yeah, most of the people on this podcast that we get into, it's 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 the rarity is like, well, I studied marketing and here I am. It's 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 more like I was a philosophy major and my parents were like, I don't think you're going to make any money doing that. And then they've gone into marketing. Yeah, I I'm one of those rarities that I think I did study marketing. I studied communications and mass media and broadcasting. My minor was theater, so I, I'm kind of doing like all my jobs and hats if you will it involved what i went to school for which is odd but yeah it's not the uh it's not the norm but i love that story i love that story that's why i wanted to, to tell it you know yeah um fast forward also funny funny thing about my story the friend that i was brunching with is also now my husband and president of focus usa <laughs> just gonna throw that one in there um so yeah it's been nice. an interesting ride shout out to michael Ugenti. Yes. Shout out to the, uh, the man behind the curtain. Yeah. The, you know, data, you know, he's, uh, he's the, the, the data, anything analytical. That's, uh, that's your guy. Shout out to Michael. For sure. Vincent, I thought you studied comedy. So this is new stuff <laughs> to me. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it's no, that actually, I never studied it. That's a natural gift that I possess AJ. So thank you for noticing that. It seems uh, like I studied it. <laughs> no, I was hoping you'd ask for your money back on that. <laughs> oh, now see, this is what I get Meg. I mean, you're a glutton for punishment, my friend. I know. What can I, say? I know. <laughs> so, so Meg, you know, being a marketing company is obviously a, uh, uh, interesting in itself but how do you go about marketing yourself and how do you kind of go about what's your strategies to find new clients yeah so marketing especially for me I'm looking at it from a couple of different lenses right I have my clients who are a lot of b2c type marketers but for myself I have to put my b2b lens on so for us um, and the way that we've really been marketing focus is creating a two-way conversation with other marketers in the industry, what's trending, what's not trending, um, what are the conversations that people are having. So I started a uh, group called Coffee and Conversions, um, which you are very familiar with. And we put on that live event um, either once a month or once every other month. And we just bring marketing leaders together to have a conversation. What's going on in marketing? What's the topic of the day? Um, the more you know, and the more you have those type of conversations, the more you're then able to um, coordinate your content around it, um, coordinate your new product development thoughts around it. So I think for us, it's really having a pulse on what do people care about? What are the conversations they're having today? And what impact can that have on tomorrow's conversation, right? Um, which is really the core of data and analytics 
as we know it, right? So uh, we follow a lot of our own rules there. Um, we also do a lot of, you know, I think about a lot of the new clients that we're working with. And again, because our business has evolved over the course of the past decade um, into what it is now, a lot of our new clients are really coming from referrals. They're coming from a lot of us really investing in bringing our clients into the conversation around a lot of our content creation, bringing our clients into some type of loyalty program that incentivizes them to talk about us um, and refer us to people they think might be a good fit. So that's been a really good way for us to kind of bring in a lot of new clients. And then we uh, practice what we preach. You know what I mean? We do a lot of our own data and analytics. We do a lot of our own direct marketing services um, to bring in that ever-flowing inbound uh, lead gen flow. That, that's awesome. Nothing like inbound leads coming in, right? Absolutely. So, so make one of the things about our industry is the, the space can get uh, or feel pretty saturated and it's hard to distinguish yourself because there's so many companies uh, basically saying they all do the same thing and we we have to reface the same thing uh, but how do you differentiate yourself from others that's a good question and I get asked this a lot um, you know especially heading up new business development you have to kind of put your stamp on well why do I need to work with you instead of company XYZ and what it really comes down to is we actually pre-qualify a lot of the clients that we work with. Um, we kind of, we do a lot of custom work for our clients and our goal is really, if you're going to work with us, how can we as marketers and strategic partners make your life easier? And with marketing, personalization and customization and timing and how quickly things change, um, when you're looking at large projects, um, especially around brand messaging or around um, bringing in new clients or whatever the goal or the KPI of that marketing campaign is, what we really try to do is create a really truly custom turnkey solution to where it's going to be um, easy to implement, easy to track, measure, optimize. And we're really making sure that we're measuring how we're going to meet those KPIs or reach those goals that your marketing team is trying to accomplish. And in order to work with somebody like that on that type of level, we really do become that extension of their own team which means that we have to have the same type of value set. We have to have the same type of, um, you know, way of thinking how we're going to reach those goals and be open to that type of two-way communication. So because of that, I think that the lifetime value of a lot of the new clients we're bringing in has just got skyrocketed. Um, and that's really our biggest differentiators where we're really positioning ourselves as how can we make your life easier? How can we give you the insights that you need um, to go in and make actions and figure out what your next campaign then should be. Meg, you mentioned your founder, Kika D'Agostino. What a fun name to say. I love that. Yeah, this, uh, I never met her, but you can tell that's a fun person. That is a fun person, Kika D'Agostino. Like, I feel like I'm related to her. I feel like I want to hang out with her. So talk to us about what, what's her story in, in starting Focus USA. Mm. So Kika, um, Kika D'Agostino founded Focus 1994 with a mission to, again, create an easy way to have accessible data that can be segmented and reached however is needed. So for her, she founded Focus USA with the mission that it's going to be a women-owned company. It's going to be a women-led company. 
And um, we're really there to help service the client the best way possible. And it was really just her taking a chance on herself and doubling down on herself and saying, yep, I can do this and I'm not gonna take no for an answer. So when Kika first started, I think it was her and one other person hmm. and that was it, grinding it out until she, she made it. And she had had a, you know, had a long history in the industry before that. And I think she just reached a point where she was ready to invest in herself and it paid off. No, no that's awesome. Cause I, I, I see, you know, when you go to the focus USA site, I see, I love that you and the company are so proud of that being a, a woman owned business. So what is that significance for you? Yeah. So focus USA was certified as a women owned business in 2011. And our reason behind that was that we're very proud to be a women-owned company. I think that it's something that people should know about and be mindful of um, in any industry, right? Um, supporting women-owned businesses, minority-owned businesses. And it's something that's really important and a value to us. We have our own internal supplier diversity program at Focus USA. We're constantly seeking out minority women-owned companies to help support us and our needs. And so the certification also opened this whole underground world is at least that's what it seemed like, because up until that point, a lot of our networking, a lot of our marketing was to people in our industry. We kind of sat in this bubble of, you know, list brokers and data providers and all of these, um, these funnels. So when we got our certification, it opened up this whole new world of different types of companies to talk to and talk about our services. And we were, and I believe we might still be to this day, one of the only data and analytics companies that sources their own data that's a women-owned company or a certified women-owned company. And what it's done for us is opened a lot of doors, has created a lot of conversations, and it's really kind of given us a chance to talk to people we might not have been able to talk to otherwise. We are a smaller company. Um, so we're not really known by our name at least after this podcast, maybe we will be because we might have awesome viewers. But it opened up a lot of doors um, to help us talk to some people and gain new clients that we might not have been able to before. Yeah. Meg, kind of taking the question a little bit broader, uh, you know, what's your perspective on the evolution of women in this industry in general? It's obviously very uh, male-dominated from the very first DMA. I noticed that went to about 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. Do you know what's funny? So Focus USA is a women-owned company. And we're also probably, I would say, 90% uh, women-run company oh. as well. We have a lot of females on staff um, and a lot of wonderful big personalities on staff that help push us forward. I think in the industry, what we've seen and traditionally what I saw when I first entered the industry was a lot of women in assistant roles or in support roles. I didn't see a lot of women making the decisions um, at the table. So when I first, okay, so here's the story. When I first sat down to one of my major first client meetings, huge new client that we had just landed. And I was at the table with a lot of uh, men at the table, <laughs> which was fine, but I'm coming in as like a junior exec and it's my first meeting. And I'm basically told like, let's calm down, let's take notes and, you know, watch and but if you have an idea go for it and I think that's been what's really been helpful about Focus USA I've always had somebody telling me if you feel it go for it because you know they know I had value and I think um and I did it was an accident I didn't mean to but I said something um at that meeting that actually got implemented and turned into this wonderful campaign which was great 
But when I think, AJ, about your overall question about industry, I am seeing a lot of um, men in leadership positions also opening the door and now starting to make more seats at the table for the women at their companies that want leadership roles or that are striving for that. And I think we're also seeing a big shift in women just starting their own companies, right? They're owning the tables that they're sitting in. Um, they're the ones saying, listen, I don't need just two women at this seat. I need five women at the seat. I need five minorities at the seat. I need whatever it is. So it's one of those situations where I think the conversations of today, especially in marketing, when you're talking to the masses, those are your clients. Those are your customers. You want to make sure that their voices are being heard, um, at the head of the table in terms of strategy. So I think I'm seeing a big shift towards that. And it's really exciting to see. Speaking of tables, you know, what's the Focus USA Coffee and Convergence? I was obviously fortunate enough to be part of it and have uh, watched a few, but would love for our viewers to hear about it as well. For sure. So Coffee and Conversions is a monthly or like a bi-monthly roundtable event built for marketers by marketers. And it's really just to open up the conversation um, between marketers from different genres, different levels, different um, backgrounds to kind of come together and talk about the conversations of today. Um, we just had one around data and technology. And what's really wonderful about those conversations, we do them live. Um, you know, you come to our website, you register, you join the conversation, you can ask the panelists questions directly. It's really just this wonderful kind of two-way street. And the whole goal of it, selfishly for me, was data really bleeds into all of these other different like veins of marketing, right? Data is going to bleed into how does your creative and content need to get developed? Um, what kind of technology stacks do we need to incorporate? All of these different things. And I've always been extremely curious about other areas of marketing. So for my own selfish reasons, I started Coffee and Convergence just to find out what other people that I don't talk to every day that aren't necessarily in my field of marketing or my niche of marketing what are they talking about? Do they care about the same things I do? Um, and how does that relate? And what it's turned into is this wonderful community of marketers that are just there to educate each other, um, there to have conversations about, you know, different things in terms of data and privacy, educating the consumer on their privacy rights from um, what type of technology stacks you need to personalizations to out-of-home marketing content and how that gets talked about to, you know, social media listening, like all of these types of conversations for me that just turned out to be fun, but it's actually ended up creating this community of marketers that are now a network for each other, which is really wonderful. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and tune in to that. You'll see if you follow Meg on social media or Focus USA, you'll see those events. I've uh, attended a few of them, AJ's of course, recently the one you had with, uh, our, also our mutual friend, Joe Frick from Oracle. That was a great one. Shout out to Joe. Joe Frick, yep. He may be a future guest on this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We'll <laughs> see, we'll see. But also, you know, so Meg, I want to talk to you about, you said data, that piece. And I know like Focus USA, when I first met you, that's how I was known you. Like, oh, you really want to go deep into the data, understand your customers, the modeling aspect. Now there's so much more that you're doing there, but that's how I know Focus mm -hmm. USA. Talk to us about any trends you're noticing, though, in data and analytics. Mm. Oh, we could talk about trends all day, guys. This is my this is my jam. So, 
for trends in data, what we are seeing is a lot more people paying attention to their data. They're being forced to pay attention to their first party data um, in way more ways than they ever had to before, right? We're talking about iOS updates. We're talking about the disappearance, you know, discrepancy of cookies, whatever it is. Um, it's one of those situations where because people are having to pay so much more attention to data, they're also hiring at a much faster rate, um, those data and analytics, those statisticians on staff, or they're partnering with companies like us or like with Starista to enhance their data, to learn more about their data. So we're seeing a big investment in data. We're also seeing a big consolidation in like data companies, right? We're seeing a lot of um, media companies or agencies try, you know, looking to source or buy, buy data companies because they don't have that built-in muscle, do you know what I mean, in their lineup. So because of that, and I think the way that data is changing and the way that we're collecting data has become so fast, you're also seeing this huge marrying of data and technology, which is something wonderful that Starista does, where you're able to get those real-time insights through that data and technology that you're seeing. And we're seeing a lot more people really invest in that. And I think we're also seeing a big adoption of, um, what I call it kind of like cross-channel pollination as it comes to B2B versus B2C type marketing tactics or trends. We're seeing a big crossover with B2B companies really investing in more traditional or at least from the thought approach of you know, a B2C tactic. And the reason we're starting to see that is because our audiences are changing. They're working from home. We have another generation entering the workforce. And they want to be spoken to in a different way. As a human, they want that two-way communication. So you're starting to see a lot of those type of marketing trends start to take effect and really a lot more attention paid to the customer journey um, from how a lead comes in and it's inbound to what's happening in those touch points with that lead when they become a customer to what's happening after um, they, they are not necessarily a customer anymore. How do they, how do you bring them back? How do you get them to be another voice, another champion voice for your brand or your product? One of the biggest things is if somebody comes in and has a wonderful experience with your brand, what they say about your product is going to count 10 times, a hundred times more than whatever you have to say about your product. It's just going to come with that much more credibility. So we're also seeing a big, um, a big line or a big curve as it comes to full circle customer journey data and analytics than we really ever have before. And it's crossing that bridge from B2C marketers to B2B. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, there's solutions out there where it's, well, I still need to target that business executive, he or she at home while they're uh, now, how do I get that information? Well, you, you need something, you need a consumer element there because they're not home. That the direct mail piece is going to sit there also, you're seeing a lot now of being at home. I don't know if you're seeing this. I'm watching something the other day. Connected TV to the business professional at home. It's like a Salesforce.com ad that you're getting. I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense because they're home. That's the that's the new normal. I I, I like that. And I, I want to stay on something there about your solutions, right? Just how do you make your solutions customizable? That's what I wanted to focus on. Mm, yes. So it all starts with you know the data, right? So um, we do a lot with taking a look at your current data, um, how it's gone through the route of whatever types of mediums that you're working with that data on. And we really apply a couple of key factors. For Focus USA, we really focus on timing in addition to um, are you a good fit based on your interest? Are you a good fit? Can you afford my product on, based on your financials? But is it the right time? 
is it the right time for you to become a customer for me to invest in that brand is that's like the biggest thing and Vincent, you'll know this from sales. You know, we've been doing this forever. You can cold call day long, but as soon as you get somebody on the phone and it's the right time for them, then they're willing to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. So for us, it's really kind of looking at that additional layer. So we, um, we source a lot of our own life event uh, data information, and that really plays a big part in our uh, data and analytics. So what we do is we, um, we actually have a product that's launching or has launched called our Welcome Home New Mover product. And what we do is we bring your data in. Um, we tell you exactly how far ahead of a move or after a move do you need to reach somebody or how many times um, through which channels. And we make it very easy for you to map out your own media plan because we're asking you a lot of questions. We're taking in a lot of data and then we're looking at our data in comparison to that and we're, we're timing it. Um, so one of the things we do, it's like a one, two, three, four step setup process. And then we make it turnkey for you. And then our team manages everything and keeps an eye on everything that you care about. We report to you on a weekly basis with suggestions, not just here's the data, but it's also here's how we improve next time. Or this is something we might want to watch out when summer hits and the seasonality of the data changes. Um, We really kind of come at it as, you know, a strategic partner in that way. And we try and make it as easy as possible to set things up and know exactly where things are at along the process. Meg, what's something exciting that you guys are are doing later this year or even in the next 12 months? So we have a few things. Um, So for us, we are looking to probably have our first in-person coffee and conversions event. So I hope everybody is ready to get out and come out and enjoy that. Um, we're seeking speakers and workshop leaders. So feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn if that's ever something you're interested in. AJ and Vincent, yes, I will be hitting you up. Just, we have it recorded. The IOU is right here. So um, we're looking to bring that out probably before the end of the year as an in-person event, which we're really, really excited about. And then we're also launching a series of new uh, turnkey life event programs. Welcome home being our flagship uh, program and then a few others to follow. So keep an eye out for that. That's awesome. It's good to see companies uh, getting back into the uh, regular swing of things. So hopefully, hopefully we'll end this year better than the last couple of years for everybody's sake. Let's hope so. Fingers crossed. So Meg, this is a question we ask all of our guests. Uh, I'm sure you get a lot of LinkedIn messages So what's a message that will get a response from you? And what's one that'll really annoy you? So I've been on both sides of this coin, right? You know, head of sales and development, and then as a leader that's sourcing partners at Focus USA. So for me, the ones that have worked have been good timing and solving a problem. You understand I have a problem. Um, but you're not calling it out like, hey, do you know your website needs work? <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> it's what solution do you offer? And if it's the right time, likely I'll reach out. The ones that don't work for me um, are the automated blah, 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 and Focus USA direct marketing solutions part, or you clearly see that you have used some type of algorithm to pull in the name of my company and a hundred other people that day are getting the same message. That's an automatic delete. I'm not accepting that friend request pass. And I actually will add you to like a no 
Um, for me, it's one of those things that you have to come in with same solution I have. I'm doing my research. You have to have a really customized, am I solving your problem? And this is how I can solve your problem. And by the way, I have a good personality and I'm not gonna be super annoying. Um, if you can somehow convey all of those and everybody check out Vincent for tips on this, um, <laughs> Thank you. um, then, then, you know, you're doing what you need to do. Everybody knows that I have a lot of empathy for the person on the other side that's doing everything they can to try and establish that new relationship. I hear you. I feel your pain, but, um, for me, it's working smarter, not harder. And I know that sounds really trite and oversimplified. And depending on, you know, what your sales funnel looks like, that could, maybe those automated messages do work. But for me, it's a non-starter. Um, really looking for that relationship, that business relationship. No, I, I agree. And, and that's, I knew, Meg, that you weren't going to say, all, and this is what I hate about LinkedIn. You said, this is what doesn't work for me. I was like, Meg's the nicest person I think I've ever met. Like, there's no way she's going to say like, this is what I hate about it. You still kept it like, you know what? This is what doesn't work for me. It's uh, nice. Yeah, that's, I, I agree. Cause I, I'm on it. I have some questions about that too, because you said, you know, other side of the coin, right? Me being in a partnerships role myself, I, I do empathize with those people who reach out, but those the automated ones you get the name wrong it, you have to do some customization and i know and i i urge i know there's sales leaders listening to this podcast mm -hmm. just i know it shouldn't be numbers 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 as far as the amount of touches just the right ones if you have the right message that's what it should be so we always try to encourage people to do that but meg let's talk about so sales a variety of different roles that you had at focus usa and and at new business development, I've always assumed I was like sales comes naturally to you because you're 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 friendly, you're you're focused on the product, the solution, and you're not you're just you're easy to talk to. But in talking to you and understanding you a little bit more, you you were like I, I'm an introvert. I, I don't sales did not come naturally to me or talking to me. I'm like I find that incredibly hard to believe. Even AJ, AJ says that to me that he did it sometimes, but talk to me about that. I, Cause I feel like you have customers have been with you so long. They love you. Talk to me how that, how that transition happened. Yeah. So uh, AJ, does he butter up all the guests like this or am I special today? You're very special. Very, you you should see him talk to some of the other guests. There. Come on, I'm nice to every guest. <laughs> I'm kidding. You should see AJ talk to me. <laughs> so, um, no, it's true. I was definitely the one in the background, you know, taking notes. I came up, you know, again, I was, you know, the receptionist first. So I would be the one screening the calls for Kika. So Kika's name is spelled a little funny. So again, if you called her Chica, you weren't getting through. Mm -hmm. um, but it's one of those situations where I really had a really good foundation of the product and the company because I came up through the ranks as an account manager. I was the coordinator. I was working every day with the data team, every day with the digital team, every day with the deployment teams. Um, and I had a real hand in, you know, tools and things that needed to happen to make sure a project went forward or that a project would work and then you meet goal. And you, I just had so much ownership over that. And my passion for what I did and what Focus did um, was really solidified in that process. And so 
I reached kind of the peak the pinnacle that I could in that department. I, I headed up the entire account manager coordinator department. Um, I was training, I was, you know, implementing new tools. I was coming up with new ideas and programs and I loved it. And they said, hey, what do you think about sales? And I was like, no, no, I'm good. We're gonna, we're gonna move on, I'm good, I'm good here. And they were like, well, what if you still do kind of what you're doing? Cause we know you love it, but maybe just talk to some people about it. So like, we're gonna bring you to a couple of conferences or to a few events and, you know, just slowly kind of, you can explain to all of our clients and partners and all the stuff, cool stuff we've got going on. I'm like, oh God, I really don't have time for this, but okay, sure. And um, I ended up, and again, I'm in the room. I'm not the first one that's going to walk up to you and be like, hey, what's going on? What do you got? You're like, I'm Meg, da, da, da. Just never was that person. Um, but what I found is that once I started opening my mouth, I really enjoyed it. Do you know what I mean? When you have a passion behind what you're talking about and what you're doing and you're just being traditionally yourself, because just because you're an introvert doesn't mean you're not confident. And I think as a salesperson or as somebody who's entering into a partnership or agreement with anybody, you're more likely and you're more comfortable with that person if they have a real confidence and passion in what they're doing. And it just translated for me really well because I was able to generally talk about that. And once I kind of got over the whole, oh God, this room full of all these people I don't know is not scary. It's more, oh, I'm really curious about what they do too. It was a game changer for me. So I think there's probably a lot of introverted um, salespeople out there or uh, client facing people out there that you don't have to be, no offense, Vincent, the loudest person in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, that's, yeah. This is a um, fun podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for who? <laughs> See, he's already regretting inviting me on. But as long as you're, you know, really confident about what you're talking about and you're genuine, genuine or genuinely curious about what everybody else has going on, it's just the funnest job out there. I really, I couldn't be happier to be what I'm doing, what I'm doing. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on uh, uh, every front, including being the loudest person in the room. We were just in we were just in San Antonio and we were doing like these exercises to kind of understand about people and is you get these scores back. Is this an introvert, an extrovert? Of course, mine came back extrovert across the, the board. It's like, well, you know, that's you didn't need science for that. But there, everyone was saying it's like the loudest person in the room and everyone looked at me. And I was like, yeah, I, you know, at least I'm. Uh, something right it's it gotta be uh something but yeah you own it i i do own it i do own it but that's the thing it's it's about i've always talked to people where they could turn on the if they had to do it they could for me yeah it's always come it's come naturally for me but what i i think sometimes in partnerships also like you just have to be honest mm-hmm. and you have to if you made a mistake you admit that you make a mistake and it's like hey we want to uh, you know, here's some money. I want to target 12 churches in Arkansas. No, it's not going to work. Like this campaign is not going to work. We, we have to move on. It's just, you know, being, being honest with your customers. And, and that's one of the things I wanted to have you talk about to our listeners is you said referrals is a way that you, you get business. That's like, I think the ultimate compliment, but talk to us about, you know, how was that time where you couldn't go in person? Cause again, I, I, I met you at in-person events. Yep. You know, what, what, what did you, what did you do 
to, you know, to build those, to have those customer relationships? What did you do uh, to, to help earn some new business for yourself during that time? So COVID came in like a ton of bricks, right? I had um, April, 2020, I don't know, was ready to grow my business by 30% that month. COVID came, flatline, um, like a lot of companies did. And then you have to kind of really try to adjust your way of thinking or create those new opportunities out of thin air, especially when you have no timeline. You're not saying, hey, I know this is going to end in two years. Here's my game plan. Everybody at the time was like, two weeks. Mm -hmm. Okay, no. A month goes by, two months go by. And if you're not doing something then, it was kind of like you started to see the cream rise to the top and then the ones that were just kind of struggling to keep it along. So similar to what you guys did starting this awesome podcast, Marketing Star, um, I started up Coffee and Conversions. I also was extremely um, focused on calling all of my clients, all of my partners, just to have a human conversation. Um, not talking about pitching product, not talking about focus at all, just human conversations, how you doing, how you holding up. And I think, again, just the relationships that I have were already so strong that really um, kind of, again, solidified a lot of those foundational learnings. So when they started talking to me about what was going on with them, they started talking to me, oh my gosh, budget cuts for this. And I'm like, oh, we can kind of help take the lift off of you here. Let me know how I can help. A lot of that kind of stuff really solidified those foundations. And then once we got our clients over certain humps, they were like, oh, so-and-so we had to lay off, but now they're at another company. Can he call you? Um, a lot of that kind of stuff really started to happen. And what we kind of carried along through that entire journey has been Friday phone calls, right? For every Friday, I'm calling all of my people saying, hey, how are you with the human conversation? Um, and just incorporating and creating those places for the conversation, right? Marketing, sir, coffee and conversations, sorry, coffee and conversions. I'm not even calling it right myself. <laughs> um, and then just really embracing what everybody else is doing as well. Showing up as a partner, right? Showing up and going to somebody else's online event or going to those virtual networking events, which we all were ready to pull our hair out mm -hmm. at month six doing, but I created so many other relationships that maybe I didn't work with them, but they remembered me for some reason and they referred me to somebody. Um, and I think just kind of maintaining that reputation has been a really strong, strong part for us. Yeah, no, I love it. And, and I think uh, as, as we begin to, to wrap here, Meg, I wanted to tell, get to know, I know you at a personal side and I like our conversation. Speaking of conversations, you and I, I feel like this doesn't happen a lot anymore. It's like, We'll pick up the phone and we'll mm -hmm. talk, you know, we'll catch up on life. We'll catch up on, uh, you know, the industry. We'll, and then of course we'll talk business, but yeah, just, just having someone to talk to. I, I recommend the phone call, like give people calls out there. If you have colleagues or, uh, you know, um, friends in the industry, give, give them a call. I encourage that. Absolutely. So, personal side, tell us what you like to do for fun. You're going on vacation with the family who know, hopefully that's going to be fun. That's uh, quite the journey traveling with kids. I know uh, I have to do that, but what do you like to do for fun? Talk to us about it. Let's hope so. So yeah, I have two little ones, uh, two and four. Uh, my four-year-old's also special needs. So for me, time is just like gold. Like there's never enough time uh, to do all the things that you want to do, especially when running a business. So for me, give me a good audiobook. 
any day of the week. I am constantly looking and read. I'm a nerd, right? I'm a data geek. I'm, a, I'm just like a marketing nerd at heart. So a lot of the stuff you'll hear me reading aren't like traditional fiction or something like that. It's usually something like industry related. I'm constantly, mm-hmm. I really love um, being a leader in the business. So whatever I can do to kind of self-improve on that front. Um, I also stay away from all sports. That's <laughs> <laughs> not really like a hobby, but I do enjoy the occasional hockey game. Vincent, I know you're a Rangers fan. Yeah. So you can stop being friends because I'm a Devils fan. Um, <laughs> But yeah, just trying to get out to like a good hockey game as much as I can, or um, just hanging out with my kids. Yeah, that's it. That's uh, most of the, what I do now, AJ does now. It's, that's life. That's how, you know, we all met each other 10, 12 years ago. It's, it, it's a different story and you go, you know, you go into the parties, go into the events. Oh, I'll stay an extra two days in New Orleans. Now I'm like, are you crazy? I can't wait to get home. <laughs> you know, right. it's, it's uh, all about that. But Meg, uh, some closing thought, final, some advice for um, people out there, women out there, like you said, who may be uh, receptionists and then now look. So I'd love to hear just some final thoughts from you. For sure. So for women in business, especially in marketing, just create the spaces for other women or just other young people um, to get involved and have more ownership in their day-to-day. I cannot tell you... Um, you know, some of the advice I've gotten as I've, you know, elevated my own position has been from people that have really believed that I could do it. And then their belief became my belief. And then it's one of those situations where for other marketers out there that are also bridging the gap between marketing sales. And I do believe that bridge is getting, you know, closed more and more and more. Um, It's more marketing to sales. I believe really invest in that conversation because if your marketing department is saying one thing, your sales department is saying another thing, um, there's a huge gap there um, that can cause potential harm. So I think really merging those two as much as possible, at least doing multi, you know mutual training from your marketing and sales departments is a, a must moving forward. And I then agree. the next one is keep uh, keep listening to Marketing Star and hanging out with Vincent and AJ because these guys are awesome. Oh, I love it. Love the kind words. I love the advice about marketing and sales, the age old, they're not together, you know, keep continuing to bridge that gap. This has been fun. Ladies and gentlemen, our friend Meg Yagenti, she's the Corporate Director of Marketing at Focus USA. Reach out to Meg, check out Focus USA. Great company, great team as well. We know uh, several people over there. Great team. This has been another episode of The Marketing Stir. That's Meg Yagenti. I'm Vincent Petrofessa. That's AJ Gupta. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Stir podcast by Starista. Please like, rate, and subscribe. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, please email us at themarketingstir at starista.com. And thanks for listening.